Yeah, no, 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 you must uh, ensure you balance it. Okay. Deal with them distinctly, but balance it. Okay. Help them to all see that you love them equally. Okay. The basics, the foundation of all this should be love. Love, love, and love again. Hi, I'm here again. This is Resilience, a podcast where we discuss, of course, sensitive issues and um, one or two things we pass through while growing up. And now, as young adults, we try to walk the path of healing, if we've not. Hello, guys. So, today... I have two guests on the show. I have Mr. and Mrs. Akinwami. Yes, and we're going to be talking about the parent-children relationship. So, in this time and season where um, everyone is always facing their phone, parents are always out, children are with their pairs, doing what they want to do. So, my question is, how does a parent manage the relationship with the child. At one hand, you're trying to be very disciplined. You're trying to train them properly so, so that they don't grow to be rogue or worse. And on the other hand, you're trying to be a good parent where you can manage their character and their attributes and you can teach them properly. How do you balance it? You're not too harsh where they run away from you and you're not too soft where they don't have respect or have regard for you anymore. Hello, everyone. I appreciate being on the show, Resilience, and I thank our host for hosting us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It's a wonderful topic that we have before us. Ah, oh, building a relationship, parent-children relationship. And um, with all that we have around now, most times you're always out doing one thing or the other. And the children, on the other hand, desiring friendship and not getting, or most times getting it from the outside world. Yes. How do we balance these things i think the first thing i would have to say is that we have to be deliberate we have to take our children as our responsibility you know and much more important than the money and everything that we're looking for out there you know it's not it's one thing to get money it's another thing to have someone to help you manage it you know so what is most important is the children that the lord has kept in our hands or in our care to take care of and um, to be able to guide them to become who they are to be in life and so we need to be deliberate deliberate and create time for them i'd like to say that you know when we were growing up we had this um, mother children relationship we see our parents as being no one person mighty eye up there not being able to relate with and then just obey them and go away and all of those kind of things mommy says this and then but when it comes to the issue of someone you can share your mind with share your thoughts with we usually look to a friend around Mm -hmm. someone that can understand us at a level but i think with all of these things we are coming up with this point of Try to be that kind of a friend to your child. The fear most parents have is when I am my friend's child, 
she may not respect me yes. or he may not respect yes, me but it's not always like that it all depends on how you train them you know it's just like a plain sheet that you have to write there what you want you want to write their discipline you want to write their love you want to write their this you have you are you have every right to write on it because the child came to you fresh as parents though i know that there are some other children that comes along the way that mm. they are not our biological children mm -hmm. you still need to help to write certain things on their lives some will just bring their pages and they will give you an authority for an eraser to erase off and to rewrite certain yes, things yes. so we need to be deliberate we need to create time time is most crucial to build friendship you know let's bring it down how did we become close to our friends it's by spending time with them chatting with them Sometimes you create, you walk with them. You just gist with them. You come back, ask your children what they've been through, what has happened during the day. Anytime you're around, ensure that you're gisting with them. Tell them to ask questions. My daughter usually has this thought. She will come to you and say, ah, mommy, I want to tell you something. Okay. Yeah, tell me, what do you want to tell me? Okay. Mommy, I'll tell you now. Mommy, I want to tell you something happened. Okay. okay. Sometimes I come back and I say, what happened today? Just try to create a chart. Mm -hmm. And then with the issue of this rape thing and everything that yes. is all around, yes. which is like the bedrock for the discussion that we're having today, you know, if you already know your child, like my small daughter, I've already educated her. Nobody touches you here. Nobody touches you there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I come back, I ask questions. Mm -hmm. Who touched you here? Is anybody? Nobody. Mm -hmm. If anybody do, does this to you. Do this. I've told them you beat, you do this, and you shout, and then yes, you shout, <laughs> and then you call for help. Okay. Tell mommy whenever mommy comes back and okay. everything. Try to let your children build confidence in you okay. in such a way that they can freely tell you anything that they are passing through. Okay. So another thing is um, our reactions when these things happen. You know, is is one thing for a child to say, oh. Mommy, this happened. Oh, daddy, this happens. So what happens when a child has been maybe molested or abused? She has just been victimized in and male or female. I'm not just saying the female part. I just been victimized. So most times parents would blame the child first. I think in most situations I've seen or heard about, they'll say, what were you doing there? What were you wearing? What were, what was that? What, what, what happened? Why were blah, blah, blah. So, the child thinking of oh what will mommy say or what will daddy say can stop them from even going ahead to say this happened so what do you think i think the first challenge is that the the spontaneity of the response that's always what happens or what brings about these things spontaneity of response most of the time is dependent on the upbringing or background of either of the parents okay and this can be done away with as a result of any form of training or reorientation of each of the parents as the case may be now when these things happen it's somehow uh, a default move for most persons to react in such manners Okay. because they see something that has happened as being bad or evil and yes. the only thing they can actually ever think of is bringing up the aspect of caution to the child. Mm -hmm. The caution had come earlier and then the child breaches the caution yet still gets himself or herself into whatever form of danger 
or trouble or as the case may be. Mm -hmm. Now, so this leads to the spontaneous reaction. And this spontaneous reaction is, oh, I, I told you before, I had warned you. Yes, okay. yes. But yes, um, there's, there's another school of thought that actually looks at the angle of allowing the child to get into trouble, get in form of experience, to be able to drive home the message that learn is the lesson from trouble, right? Yeah, learning the lesson from trouble. <laughs> okay. But when we now come to some other aspects, um, like the issue we are looking at, the issue of um, rape and other um, sexual uh, sexual violence yes. offenses that happen around, it's always something that does not gladden the heart of any parent. So. Um, the spontaneity will definitely come up because everything begins to run through the adrenaline and through the mind at such points in time. In addition to what my husband just said, you know, I was learning yesterday from John 21, you know, the parenting Jesus or the parenting attributes of Jesus. Okay, okay I saw that the disciples went back a fishing. Despite the fact that he had spent about three and a half years teaching them certain things. They had been with him. They had left fishing and all of that. Not long after he died and he resurrected, Peter got hungry and said, I go, I go a fishing. And a lot of them joined him. They joined him to backslide. But what was Jesus's um, response to what they did? You know, we're studying that yesterday and he said a whole lot to me. Jesus came and called them, called out to them, children, you know, that was the first time he was calling them children. He said, children, have you anything to eat? You know, as he called out to them, they were they didn't know he was the one because of the appearance. They were still trying to do this. He said, what have you caught? He said, I haven't caught anything. He said, lunch to the other side. And immediately they did and caught a whole lot again. John, the beloved, quickly told Peter, it is the Lord. So nobody dared ask him anything. They just tried. They jumped out of the water. They went in. What did he do? By the time you were coming out, he had made barbecue fish. How many of us would do that as, as a parent? <laughs> you know, you made fish, you brought bread and everything. Said, oh, bring some of the ones you have done. They were all quiet and calm mm -hmm. and nobody dared ask him what yes. happened. It was later. He was able to now point this to him. Peter, lovest thou me more than this. You know, and that's went very very far in his heart he asked him like three times we must know our children and know how to reach them and we must not also forget that every child they are distinct the way you reach a is usually different from yes. the way you reach b yes. Yes. the way you reach b is usually different from the way you reach c you must be able to reach out to them distinctly and yet not make the other person feel you are you are yeah, this person is your favorite okay yeah you feel like this no no you must ensure you balance it okay deal with them distinctly but balance it okay. help them to all see that you love them equally okay so for parents that looks like they've lost their children or they're on the verge of losing their children because they are almost strangers with their children they don't know what's going on in their lives you just know that oh this child stays under my roof or this child does it but what's really going on in their lives they don't know what do you think can be a solution to this love 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 again 
Okay. Love covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. It um, it bears a lot of things, and it's the only thing that can actually last. It may seem as though it's not working initially. The the first thing the parent needs to do is to develop the relationship with the child, go close to the child. The truth of the matter is, it may seem as though it's not working initially, but eventually, the child will begin to see reasons for it much later, and then the parent will be able to break through at any point to be able to help the child. But it will involve a lot more of time, a lot more of patience, a lot more of um, building, trying to build the relationship, a lot more of um, talking with the child. These things will definitely be involved. And the basics, the foundation of all this should be love. Love, love, and love again. Okay. Okay, it's sucking with me. Love, 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 love. Keep pursuing in love. Keep moving in love. There's some of us, for example, I was not very close to my mom. You know, I'm still trying to build a relationship. The more you show love to the child that you did not show love to initially, initially. or that you have not built a relationship with, it's never too late. I understand that certain things may have happened to the child. But it's never too late. There's no time that's too, as long as the person has life. It's never too late to rewrite certain things. You may not be able to erase completely, but at least you can make wrongs right again. Okay. You can make, pick up again. If you have realized that you have not been such a good mother or a father to your child, you can start again. Just show love. Try to mend the fence. Try to build confidence in that child again. Try to allow them build confidence in you. Again, it does not mean that you will not discipline the child because the Bible said foolishness is in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction drives it away. We need to pick the rod. But the psalmist said, Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. As much as there's pain, there's also comfort. And there's an adage that says that, um, and when you use the left hand to correct, you use the right hand to bring close, to draw back, sit them down, you talk to them, and then make a uh, training, uh, talking with them regular. The Deuteronomy 6 talks about talking to them while you're sitting, while you're lying, while you're walking. Everywhere you are, you're in the kitchen, you're moving everywhere. Keep saying it. Keep telling them things. And when there is time to apply the rod, please do apply the rod because even God disciplines us. Yes. He disciplines us in he love. love. Okay. Said God disciplines those in love. It is when you don't love them, you won't discipline them. Discipline them in love. Help them to understand why you are doing that and help them to live. And do not forget, it is God that makes all these things work. So we must not forget. The main thing, the foundation of everything is prayer. Please pray for your children and God will guide them. Uh-huh. Thank you so much. So, in conclusion, what would you like to say? Okay, today we're going to say yesterday, yesterday is not hard to recover, but tomorrow, tomorrow is hard to win or lose. Thank you. All right, that's Mr. and Mrs. Akinwami. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I am highly delighted. All right, so guys, let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any experience close to this. You spoke to your parents, your parents spoke to you. What were their reactions like? 
Let me know what you have to say. So till we meet again. Hacha.